Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. Coming up. Police believe that they have their suspect, um, their killer. So I think that's where the focus is now is bringing closure to um, Depsy's family and friends. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. An arrest has been made in the case of a missing woman in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm joined by Janet Orvetz, digital content producer at KUSA in Denver. Prior to this arrest, police in Colorado Springs have been searching for the remains of Jepsi Kalungi, who vanished in March of 2019. Let's go back to that month. Tell us what we know about the disappearance of Jepsi Kalungi. Yeah, so in late March, early April 2019, Colorado Springs police were contacted by numerous different people who raised concerns with them that they had not heard from Jepsy, who was uh, 26 at the time. And they were saying things like her friend from Alaska called and said, I haven't heard from her in a while. Um, you know, we would call and text all the time. That's unusual. Um, she said she's also typically on Facebook. She noticed that she also hadn't been um, posting messages on Facebook. That friend in Alaska said specifically that she was concerned that Jepsy might be injured or even dead. Um, and then also one of the calls for concerns came in from her mom, Jepsy's mom, who in, was in Hong Kong at the time. And her mom actually had mentioned to investigators about the potential for domestic violence. Um, so clearly these are people who, this was unusual that she wouldn't talk to them on this frequent basis. Um, and they were immediately sort of raising concerns about um potential injury. Tell me about was she was married? Did she have kids? What, what can you tell us about Jepsy a little bit? Yeah. So she was married. Um, to, to my knowledge, I don't believe she had any children. Um, I'm not sure how long she was married, but her husband was Dane Kalungi. So, um, you know, that was who kind of police went to first when, um, you know, they, they were getting these kind of concerns about her, her whereabouts. All right. So, Obviously, a lot of concern, alarm bells, various people, multiple people have contacted police, and police start checking in and looking for her and and doing interviews, right? What happens next? So that's exactly what happens. So they start to kind of say, okay, well, when was it anyone had actually had last contact with her? Um, And so in early April, I think it was April 4th or 5th, they call, um, they have a phone call with their husband, Dean, who, who I just mentioned, and he tells police that he doesn't know where his wife is. He initially tells them that he, um, she left him, that they were having marital problems. And on March 27th, she just left him. Um, and she has not heard from him since then. So that's sort of initially what, um, her husband, Dane, um, tells authorities. And I'm not sure when they interview this friend, I believe she was back in Chicago, if I'm correct, but uh, one friend of Jepsy's had quite a bit of information about uh, Dane's ex-wife. Is that correct? Who lived in Colorado Springs? Who lives there? Yeah, I mean, his his ex-wife is kind of in, involved in this, uh, you know, pretty significantly. There was a friend that police had talked to 
Um, and she indicated to police, uh, according to the arrest affidavit, that she was aware of numerous kind of arguments between Jepsy and her husband, Dane, and that the two of them had sort of specifically had spats about Dane's um, ex-wife, Elaine, who uh, the two share a child together, and that Jepsy kind of felt that the relationship between Dane and his ex-wife um, was not appropriate at times. So, Janet, there has been an arrest. The arrest affidavit has a lot of information about the investigation, phone call records, all sorts of stuff, uh, how they honed in on the suspect. And it is, in fact, her husband. Yeah, so the arrest affidavit goes into a, a lot of different details about that, the different people that they've interviewed. Um, one of the things that the husband initially said, Dane, was that um, his wife had gone to see um, some friend named Gina. Um, it turns out there were two different Ginas, so the police initially tracked down, um, I believe you referenced her, a friend named Gina in Chicago, um, thinking that this may have been the Gina that her husband said that she had um, planned to meet with. Um, it was not this Gina. This Gina, as you mentioned, was in Chicago and that um, she said she hadn't heard from her in some time. Um, so that was sort of a dead end in terms of who was this mysterious Gina um, that Jepsy was going to meet with. Um, they did eventually figure out who that Gina was. It was a, uh, a worker that she had at a restaurant that they had been to and um, Jepsy and this uh, worker, uh, Gina, had had kind of an instant connection because they were both uh, Filipino. And so they sort of bonded over that. Um, and that's who um, supposedly Jepsy was going to meet with this Gina person. And then the arrest took place earlier this year, just a few months ago, right? Yeah, that's correct. So, you know, all of the initial case was two years ago. Um, and from that time until now, you know, things were sort of, you know, cold, so to speak. Um, you know, Jepsy was still missing, um, but there was really no indication as to where she was. Was she dead? Did she leave on her own? Like there was no real indication um, into what happened to her until there was a break earlier this year um, in believe, late March or April um, through her husband, Dane Kalungi's ex-wife, Elaine. Um, and what happened there is Elaine, she still lived here in Colorado, Dane had since moved to California and his ex-wife called Colorado Springs police. And she says, Hey, Dane emailed me. He said, he's going to be back here in Colorado. He was coming to Colorado for some type of family emergency and he wants to um, meet me for lunch. So she tells Colorado Springs police that um, a couple of days later, the two of them actually do meet for lunch. A couple of days after that lunch, Elaine calls Colorado Springs police again, and she sort of drops this bombshell that during this lunch, Dane told her that he killed Jepsy. So that sort of is the thing two years later that kind of broke this case open. And Janet, so when she first called police and said, oh, he's coming back, we're going to have lunch together, I, I assume that maybe police had just told her to keep tabs on him or let them know what was going on, because at that point she didn't really have this quote-unquote, confession, right? Yeah, that's correct. You know, I, I don't know for sure. I assume something along, something like that probably happened. Um, I do know from the affidavit that um, they had spoken with her, uh, investigators had, and Elaine had actually detailed to them, like, a lot of significant abuse, um, violence that she had suffered at the hands of Dane um, during her time with him. So, 
you know, it could also be that because she had suffered, you know, violence from him that she could have pretend potentially suspected his involvement and maybe was willing to speak with police because of that. So at any rate, she shares with police what she says he told her at this lunch and they are able to locate him shortly after? Uh, yeah, not too long after. So that was in, I think, like April or uh, March or April of this year. Um, and then it was a couple months later in June, I believe, early June, they issued an arrest warrant um, for him. And then, yes, in late, I believe it was June 24th, late June, um, they finally took him into custody. I believe it was in New Mexico. I'm not sure what he was doing in New Mexico, but um, that that's where he was. Uh, actually arrested. Interesting to note, although we can't speculate on, you know, why or what was going on, but that he, he had left town and actually moved to California in the course of, uh, you know, his wife disappearing and investigation going on. Yeah. You know, that was kind of one of the things uh, mentioned in the affidavit that just seemed a little bit odd. Um, investigators described him as sort of being um, uh, sort of, I guess, indifferent um, about his wife's disappearance. There were also a couple things right after his dis- her disappearance that kind of didn't sit well with investigators. One thing was um, on April 5th, um, when, with his wife missing, he went to the leasing office at their apartment complex, and he wanted to know, how can I terminate my lease like immediately? Um, and at that point, the rental office, they said, well, Jepsy has to be here too. Um, and so he was unable to terminate the lease at that point. It was also noted that they had just moved into this apartment on March 1st. So, you know, it seems a little bit odd that he would go into the leasing office, his wife is missing, and they just moved in a month earlier and suddenly want to terminate his lease. Um, there were also a couple incidents where he he uh, texted a friend and said he had taken Jepsy uh, to the gym with him as a guest um, to work out, and he said that was on... I believe it was March 23rd or 24th, but investigators were able to determine that that wasn't true. Um, And he had taken her one time, but it was earlier on March 26th. So, or March 16th rather. So there were certainly things that he was doing or the way that he was acting um, that were suspicious to police like right from the beginning. So he was arrested in in June, uh, not too long ago. And is he still behind bars? Uh, yes, because he's uh, he's facing a first first degree murder charge, so I believe there's no no bond on that. And has there been any more information about the investigation or what's to come next? Uh, I assume this will lead to a trial if if he doesn't make a plea otherwise. Yeah, you know, I don't know about a specific trial date. Um, I do know. I, th- I think we were mentioning it earlier. So after he was in custody, um, authorities did go. Um, I believe it was early July. They went, um, a bunch of different agencies were out doing a search, um, for Jepsy's remains, um, which they did not find. Um, part of that is because in, obviously I don't know what he may or may not have said to investigators, um, since being in custody, but in part of the phone call, a phone call that was recorded between Dane and his ex-wife, um, you know, he confessed to this to her in this recorded phone call. And he mentioned, um, that he took her body um, down into a rural area of Teller County here in Colorado and kind of described just going on all these different back roads, back road after back road until he felt like he found a spot where it was uh, 
secluded enough where he could bury her remains. Um, so authorities were looking for them, but um, they have not found them. Um, I assume they're, they really, I know for a fact, they really want to bring that closure to the family. So I assume there will probably be some more searches um, if they do, you know, get any more information about where she might be. And and you mentioned, you know, family and obviously a, a number of people were in touch with police back in March of 2019 when she first disappeared, who obviously were close to her, cared about her. There must be a community of people who were really following this case closely and looking for some type of closure. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's, I think the big focus here now that, you know, obviously there hasn't been a conviction yet, but for all intents and purposes, and, and you know, police believe that they have their suspect, um, their killer. So I think that's where the focus is now is bringing closure to um, Depsy's family and friends. Janet, thanks so much for talking to us about this case, and I hope you'll uh, keep us posted if any new developments do come along. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday, with new episodes. Be sure to let your friends and family know about The Daily Crime. We'll see you next time. Revolt Studios, Will Johnson.